my spidey senses tingling. He would put on a Spider-Man costume. Ultimate Spider-Woman would get into an argument and then change her mind midway through and approve of this guy, Slim, the host of the Paper Paper Keg Podcast. <laughs> I was so excited I messed it up. Episode 96. Welcome to the show. What? Uh, paperkeg.com. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about industry happenings. The books uh, that we're reading at the same time. And then we do a book club. Ultimate Spider-Man. I should clarify. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 2. Which is the Miles Morales... Volume for those keeping track. Uh, don't stop listening. Yeah, don't Just don't shut it off yet. It's still Bendis, so if you're into that, stick around. Uh, we also read your letters to close out the show. Letters at paperkeg.com. Shoot us an email if you're into that. Um, let's go around the room. You know, this is the first time you're listening. Thank you. Uh, we don't sound like crap. This isn't Skype we're talking about here. This is the real deal, right? We're in a studio of our own making. <laughs> the uh, the person that introed the show, he is a professional. Uh, you can see if you're watching the video by the, the locks of his hair, he's pulling some kind of Clark Kent masterpiece this evening. <laughs> Some greasy masterpiece. I mean, he's he's filming the uh, I think greasy. the Horsham Players edition of Grease Two. <laughs> I think he's doing tryouts. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. I, I am the fan Feistro, and uh, you can see me June nineteenth through the twentieth at uh, the Eddie and the Cruisers uh, play that we'll be doing at the uh, Horsham Town Players. <laughs> I'll be wearing a lot of denim. Mm. A lot of white, too. A lot of white I'm seeing right now. Look at that. It's like I'll a hospital a smock. Like, you're, you're, you should be wheeling out <laughs> I'm some actually, grandmother. This is, this is just a false background. I'm at Abington Memorial Hospital right now. <laughs> He's a disorderly. Dale and Australia, ladies and gentlemen, with that kind of wit you should expect this evening. Uh, right? He's Disorderlies, a, right? He's a father. He's got two kids. He doesn't know what to do with himself. He doesn't have any time to read any comic books. He's I, uh, he's doing some kind of secret planning. I see, I see him and Jonesy up to something on the internet. I do some kind of internet tracking with a with some with something. Something's happening. But you you're the, you're an attractive man. You have a lot of gray hair. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you very much for. Uh, delaying the show until I could find at least one maybe news item to talk about right. tonight. I was scrambling. I fell asleep 
laying next to my son's crib, holding his hand. Oh, that is adorable. Because because he just can't get comfortable laying on top of my fat belly. (laughs) Which which child is this? Grayson, Grayson. my firstborn. Adorable. First of his name. Uh, Getting so good with my second that... uh, we don't we don't rock anymore. We just put him in his crib and walk out of the room. You just chuck him we in don't, there. <laughs> we don't have any any sort of guilt <laughs> for the second one. You don't even you know? care. The first <laughs> the first one still makes us feel guilty and stuff. But uh, our Reed is still too young to make us feel guilty, so we just drop him in there <laughs> and maybe turn the lights off and shut the door. Paper Keg ninety six Ultimate <laughs> Comics Spider Man Miles Morales. Brian Michael Bendis, uh, you know, episode 100 is, is coming soon. We're doing some kind of, like, cash giveaway that we're not really promoting otherwise. You you email us or tweet at us uh, with a suggestion for the 100th episode book club. If we select it, you're rich, officially. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just Not just a book club, any single roundtable club book and uh, you let us know what it is you're entered to win $100 in comic book shop cash show sponsor the comic book shop in Wilmington Delaware you know we're actually going to be there at least two hosts Uh, free comic book day is coming and as is tradition we will be at that shop doing something probably Jonesy might show up with his baby for like 20 minutes and then leave Actually, I think I'm trading in my baby for a Canadian that weekend. If the rumors are true, <laughs> oh my, is it? Oh wow, maybe we can have some. Is maybe we'll have a pen and paper with that other Canadian. I don't know which one it is. We know a few. It's the one who's tall and recently shaved his beard. Is that the one? He also looks like he put on twenty pounds. He could pass as Ron Swanson <laughs> if you really needed to. Uh, it's inside baseball. We'll talk about it. But May fourth is Free Comic Book Day. They might not even show up, the two of them. They might just stay at, an, at a place where you can eat breakfast all day long. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, So May 4th, come out, uh, meet Jonesy, the least popular host of the show. By the numbers. Uh, if you I mean, talk, we've got backup. You want to talk to a real father figure, a co-host of The Flap, Dale underscore A will also be there. Yeah, come out and we'll talk about hashtag The Flap. We'll talk about comic books. I mean, uh, what else? What else can we do there but just share the love of comics? Rumor, Slim and I. Rumor is we might record after the evening is out. Special recording. I think. I think we're still there. Well, what's happening in the world of news, Dale? Let's, let's get into it. <laughs> um, not much in the world of news this week. The uh, the world is afraid to release any more news uh, since my Carmine Infantino <laughs> eulogy I gave last week. They don't want any news to get out for me to ruin. <laughs> I, I listen. Slim, I listen. Slim has stopped all news getting making it to the internet. I listened last week. <laughs> Dale was talking about. <laughs> I mean, so there's me. It's just a positive piece. What was your exact He's, quote while talk, talking about his death? Was I? <laughs> I don't remember. I was trying to be nice. 
I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to say kind words and get off the subject. All right. Uh, we'll we'll check the tapes in the fireside. I'm sorry. I think it was. I hope you didn't feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Jensie, thanks for not stepping in at any point during that to uh, <laughs> I, uh, I have I had no desire to corral you at that point. <laughs> it was just too good. You leave it you leave that go. Uh he was a great man. Uh what else is happening uh in your world, Dale? Well, there's an, an official title change to the ABC <laughs> Shield show. Uh, the The new name of the show, Marvel's Agents of Shield. That's a big name. And they changed that to kind of show us that, uh, to give us a feel that not all heroes are super. So they're trying to make the sh- the show name kind of more relatable to what the show would be, uh, Agents of Shield. Agent Phil Coulson and crew mm-hmm. um, kicking A and taking names in the Marvel U. Now, do you think this will tie into Avengers to the point where they'll explain how Coulson's alive? Oh, yeah. Spoilers, good, he died in the that's Avengers That's a really good question. Ago. <laughs> Spoilers, he's dead. <laughs> I think everyone... I mean, I, I can't believe why anyone thought he'd really be dead. I, I assumed... Shortly after that, he was some kind of life model decoy, as made in the comics. Um, but I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm a, I don't. Well, maybe it takes place before the Avengers or after, because the Avengers probably obviously won't be in the show, right? You know? Not even oh, a yeah. special cameo by Nick Fury himself. Well, possibly. I guess maybe. Maybe he'll be. Maybe that they'll guy. bring back David Hasselhoff. Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. As the real yeah, Nick Fury. Yeah. Am I right? Star of that movie being his stubble. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Jensen playing the harmonica. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, but Agent, that's a long title. What what channel is it going to be on? Fox, they... ABC. Oh, hmm. Hopefully, it does better than their previous comic title, The Flash. Um, if anyone is interested in watching The Flash DVD and playing the drinking game that we created. Please Google oh, yeah. the Flash TV series drinking game, and you will find it, and you might die while playing that drinking game. We had a former guest host of the comic books podcast have to get airlifted to uh, we, the same <laughs> hospital I'm at to get a stomach pump. We did. Pumped. We actually played that game, and someone we played with got physically ill while we played it. That's a fact. The TV show is amazing. Should we get into the comic talk? Do we have any other yeah. news, Dale? Not, nothing worthy. <laughs> Uh, Jonesy, what are you reading this week? No surprise to anyone. I picked up the first issue of uh, the Dungeons and Dragons comic subtitled The Cutter. Hmm. Uh, if anyone has ever played like an old uh, red box module, uh, the story centers around two dark elves, brother and sister, that are kind of fighting for their birthright. And the birthright is this evil enchanted sword that kind of directs your um, your thoughts and your desires. Uh, very comical what the sword says to the characters that try to wield it. Uh, you have a little bit of a twist ending 
on the last couple pages. And if uh, if you guys are a, a f- fans of tabletop and remember getting into campaigns where this kind of stuff was commonplace, I think you're going to enjoy this delightful little romp into the Feywild, as it will. I don't know um, the Feywild. I don't know what's happening right now. I I am going super nerd inside fourth edition baseball right now. <laughs> It's a plane of existence, magical in nature. Most elves hail from it. Slim. I don't get it. Did you read that book, Dale? Uh, actually, I didn't, only because of uh, I had such a huge comic week last week that I had to. Uh, I couldn't pick up anything new, but I I was curious because uh, uh, Salvatore wrote that, didn't he? Yeah. Jersey? And he he's famous for not only working uh, with the Wizards of the Coast, but he wrote the Dragonlance novels. He wrote a ton of popular fiction and a lot of tabletop stuff and comics. So he's a, uh, you're always going to get what you need. At yeah, R.A. Salvatore. Uh, he wrote your, uh, you know, he invented your Drizdit, Drizdewarden. Yes. Yes. The ever popular Drizdit. So can we Drizd. say that on the show? Is that, is that show legal? That's a name. The name is spelled D-R-double-Z-T. I think I've heard of the, that. I feel like uh, that should be my rap intro. <laughs> we'll find out when we I'm try to release this thing to iTunes. I'm the Dark Elf. Editing all of this out. Of the Faye Wildy. Don't do it. The, uh, Keep it in. Did you read that uh, First Law book by Chuck Dixon and Joe Abercrombie? That 99 cent book? No. I listened uh, I listened to your interview, though, but I, I did enjoy the premise. That's a, a novel series, right? Yeah. Pretty it's popular? Like a, I guess it's... It seems pretty popular. Millions and millions of people bought the book. The uh, the first issue actually wasn't that bad. I was surprised that I enjoyed it. I'll have to. Uh, what what's the price tag? It's it's cheap too. Dollar ninety nine. No, no, nine cents. Maybe? Nine cents, babe. Yeah. How about that? I'll have uh, to, uh, how about pick it up right now? Chuck Dixon uh, saying that Sly Stallone asked him to rewrite Expendables too. I. <laughs> Can we go into your other show oh, on this sorry, show? I because... just thought that was really amazing. No, 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 no. I, 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 I will say I've never laughed harder in my car by myself than Chuck Dixon calling Sly Stallone. He's not really my friend. He's more like my pet. <laughs> I almost awesome. vomited out the coffee that I had just drunk all over myself. Uh, that's all. Deadpool. You heard of this guy? Yeah, I'm about to talk. You, you read? I read a Deadpool. There's a, comic. a there's a movie. There's a Deadpool movie coming out seemingly tomorrow. Uh, Rob Liefeld creation. This character, he's got one of those Marvel Now books. I was instructed by uh, a, a coworker to read the most recent issue, number seven, I think. Let me see here. Yeah, number seven. It's it starts out really interesting. The first page. Um, is like a letter from the editor where they jokingly say that this is an issue that they had, they call it an inventory issue, where the one issue was kind of backlogged, so they had to get something out in time. So they had this old issue that was done and never printed, so they just release it. And it's a funny story. They say, like, this is a Deadpool story from the 70s that never made it. Oh yeah. So it's written in kind of uh it's written as if it's the seventies. It's colored as if it's the seventies. There's like this dot I don't know what the heck you call that. Dot I wanna call it dot matrix, but that's not the correct phrasing. It's like really uh old school type of coloring 
and it's hilarious. It's probably one of the funniest Deadpool books I've ever read, ever. And I it just am totally over Deadpool anymore. But the uh, the issue starts um, with Peter Parker and J. Jonah Jameson, and eventually Deadpool meets this uh, agent of hell and agrees to do this job for him. And he has to essentially get Tony Stark... Um, Tony Stark to do this deed. Uh, but this is around the era where Tony Stark is like an alcoholic. It's during the, uh, de- uh, what is, what's that storyline? When he's the demon, demon in a bottle. Yeah. Um, very hilarious. Very, I can't recommend it enough. It's one of the funniest books I've read in a long time. And they even made, there's a lot, a ton of in jokes about the current state of comics. There's like a really funny gag about how at the end of the comic, Deadpool is like, Hey, I thought we had two more pages left. What's this? What's this twenty twenty page business? Uh, they make fun of Cable a lot. Uh, they make fun of they make fun of pretty much everything about Marvel and Iron Man, and it's a dynamite issue. All right, Mister Slim and his coworker, you're gonna make me read this <laughs> issue. I might actually read my first ever issue of Deadpool. What you never read any Deadpool? I I have never had the inclination to pick up an issue of Deadpool. The only time I've ever really read them was in uh, Uncanny X Force, uh, Remendo's run. I, uh, well, he was like my all one of my all time favorite characters way back when he had his first ongoing when Ed McGuinness drew it, and I think Joe Joe <laughs> Kelly wrote it. I was in love with yeah. Ed McGuinness's art back then. I would have wanted him mm. to draw everything and everything. Ed McGuinness really knocked it out of the park on his uh, run on. Uh, Superman Batman oh yeah remember that first volume blue sales records you know he drew Superman right before that he had a did he had a run was on... that a popular arc did he take over from Jim Lee was that the whole hush uh I don't know actually but I remember him coming on a Superman and it was a big deal and I have those issues I can't I think it was like a Brainiac storyline but that's not digital yet I don't think actually there might be one issue it's like this weird Joker tie-in or the Joker Prince or Joker King something or other but uh now did you did you watch the uh superman batman public enemies animated film mm-hmm. that basically recreates Evan guinness's art as animation yeah that cat and adam is perfectly drawn it was uh i think uh, i remember liking movie. it dale what did you read this week i read <clears throat> x number zero x is the you don't know who he is until you see the symbol of X. It's the Dark Horse property that's like a superhero. You think he's a superhero, but it's like the weird X, the way it's drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, I got a first my first taste of what it was. And he's uh, he's got one eye. He's got like an X over his face. And I'm like, what's this X all about? This X number zero was originally featured in three broken up issues of uh, Dark Horse Presents. And uh, Dwayne Swarzynski mm. wrote it. And uh, Dustin Nguyen. <laughs> I think it might be Wynn. Dusty Wynn. It is. It is I'm Wynn. sorry, Dustin. No, Eric. It is, no, it must yeah, be it is Eric. 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 Or would he, why do you think he's his brother? I think that might be a little presumptuous. Probably. But that's... Sorry. Um, And this is... He's like total... 
like a vigilante superhero. He's in issue zero. He's trying to um, go after a a set of bad dudes. They're like a gang, probably a present day kind of mafia. Mm -hmm. And X is removing the members one by one rather violently. And they are trying to figure out how to CYA and uh, protect each other and protect themselves. And they don't do a very good job of it. X is mowing through the the, the company. And it is like hyper-violent, vigilante hmm. book. It's, it's like more violent. It's not... He's got swords and gun. He'll use whatever he needs to. He doesn't stick with a main weapon, but he's got a costume. He talks in like a right, well, from what I can tell, a regular voice. He doesn't have some sort of like no voice or like a creepy voice. <clears throat> and he's got like a locket around his neck and stuff. It's it's it, I I liked it. I really enjoyed the book. I'm not sure if I would pick up issue one. I don't know if I, if it's just not tropey enough. For Looking me. through the preview on Dark Horse's website, and he's literally cutting someone in half with a sword. Yeah, there's and the blood spat spread blood spray is it everywhere. Is, it is it, it is like he hit a mustard can in half. It's intense, which is gross. Jonesy, don't look. <laughs> um, but. I guess I I I might I might check out issue one to just to find out what the more of his story is. I know this X guy has been around for a while. I I literally know nothing about him, and um, maybe that's why I would read issue one to try to jump on to this series a little more. When's but the next uh, Baltimore it, book it coming out? Solid. Oh, Baltimore! I don't know. After the widow, widow in the tank. I will uh, let you know. Not in the next two months. We should months, do that for think. a book club when that wraps oh, up. Oh, God. Uh, in fact, we should do... Anytime an arc of Baltimore wraps up, we should be contractually obligated to do that as a book club. I love everything about that book. I want to Let's write up Article 1 of that Constitution tonight. <laughs> Lightning round. Two sentences or less of another book you read. Jonesy loves beer. Thanos Rising by Jason Aaron and Simone Bianchi. Uh, only Jason Aaron could make the totally douchey character of Thanos human and likable. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Batman 19. Zero year prequel question mark. I'm very, very confused. Semicolon. Possibly the first foul ball from Scott Snyder and Greg Capuya. Lightning question rebuttal. Sledgehammer 44, number two. Speaking of the Baltimore creative team, Sledgehammer 44, number two. Second in a series, a beautiful 
creative story set in World War II. That's all. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 2 starring Miles Morales, Brian Michael Bendis, and Sarah Pichelli. Jonesy, you're one of the biggest Ultimate Spidey fans on the planet. Registered. I have my card and everything. What does the card say on it exactly? Uh, it actually says nothing. <laughs> it's just a business card to go meet uh, Brian Bendis in person. Uh, thanks for being honest with me. Thanks. What is no what, problem? What's I still this? Have red blankets. What's this character about? What's this book about? So, this is a slightly concurrent story. Um, right before. The ultimate version of Peter Parker dies. Uh, I think the story says weeks or months. A, another child is bitten by a radioactive spider, a slightly different breed, all from the same parent experiment from Oscorp, uh, stolen by uh, the Prowler, who is like an ultimate B squad villain thief character, kind of a throwaway character that. Really, is just used as exposition to get the spider into Miles Morales's life. Uh, he gets bitten. He has uh, some different kinds of powers. He has uh, the ability to have like active camouflage, and he instead of I, I, I've never seen him demonstrate the spider sense, so that must take the place of that. And um, a spider sting, where he can kind of shock somebody like a, a stun gun type of deal. And he talks to his best friend about it, discovers that he might be in some way related to Spider-Man, but uh, doesn't want to be a superhero, wants to have a normal life. Time passes, he's accepted into this elite uh, charter school, and he sees on the news there at class that Peter Parker has died. He feels a shock of guilt, he rushes to the scene to, to see what happened, he attends Peter Parker's funeral, and he decides that he needs to take up Peter Parker's banner and use his similar powers to become a new Spider-Man. Uh, not going to lie, the Avengers are not cool with this. So they stop uh, <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Woman, stops him in the street, says, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of a D-bag for wearing that. I love you. Uh, Nick, F- <laughs> Nick Fury... <laughs> Kind of gives him the old, uh, uh, you have spider powers, it doesn't make you Spider-Man speech. Uh, on the Triskelion, Ultimate Electro breaks out. Miles heroes up, stops the bad guy. Nick Fury's like, you got one shot, bruh. And hands him a new black and red Spider-Man suit. And he webs off into the distance to start his new life as a crime fighter. Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 2. <laughs> <laughs> did he no. <laughs> he webbed he webbed off at the end now that yes. I think about it but did he have web shooters at that time I think in the Avengers briefcase that Nick Fury sent to him it, it must have had them in there because he didn't demonstrate the ability to shoot webs before that yeah I just realized that that could have been a big uh, flaw in the in the I'm not sure in the art or the story because he doesn't get the web shooters until like Spider Men, right? Right. Oh yeah, that's actually right because he. Uh, I have to go. I have to check the issue, 
but he gets the web shooter technology from the 616 mm, Peter Parker. That's what I thought. But I, no matter what universe I'm in, I cannot escape Spider-Woman in any way, oh. shape, or form. I don't know Garbage. what it is. I don't know what Bendis loves about Spider-Woman so much, but he will not rest until I'm buying a Spider-Woman comic and I have a Spider-Woman poster. He wrote one of the most poignant episodes during AVX where they uh, trick the mutants and Avengers that are in a utopia into thinking that they're escaping. And of course, the central character had to be GD Spider-Woman. Why? <laughs> Any other character mm-hmm. would have been fine. Yeah, wh- uh, what did you... Okay. Th- enough before you defend Spider-Woman here. I, I just can't. I can't sit back and listen to this. She's the Carmen Infantino eulogy of comic books. <laughs> oh my wow. god! The uh, wow. What did you think this of Ultimate Comic Spider-Man? Dale underscore A. Um, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number two, volume two, was it? It gave it put feelings into me that I haven't had since reading Ultimate Comic or Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1. Like it it made me remember it I had super nostalgia about it and it made me remember Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1 and how it really made me fall in love with comic books. Hmm. Even bef- you know that and I talked about this during our Ultimate Spider-Man episode, but there's just something so good about it, and Bendis can capture me and charm me with his dialogue. And I don't feel like this... I never felt for one second like this is uh, some cheap story, to some storyline to try to just extend sales of the Spider-Man it it really feels like its own thing without being too much of a ripoff. And what I loved most about it is that there was almost zero miles as Spider-Man action throughout the whole six issues. This was really a character study about it almost got me feel like like Superman's secret identity. Like what if you were in the real world and you got Spider-Man's powers? Mm-hmm. What would you do? Yeah. How would you react? You know, how, would you be a hero or would you be like most people and probably freak out and not want to reveal yourself? So the fact that nobody hits anybody for six issues or five issues, whatever it is, I think there's a confrontation in the 20. end of issue five. It's 20. 20 issues. Oh, <laughs> far, uh, let me do Mark real quick. Ain't nobody hit nobody for 20 issues. So anybody. So anyway. Oh my God. Uh, I, 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 thought, just, I thought it was, uh, I think it's like a, a, probably one of the best books you can hand somebody that doesn't read superhero comics. Or maybe mm-hmm. even comics. Exactly. I thought, I mean, I blew, th- I texted Dale and I finished it in like 10 minutes. It just I just blew through there. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in terms of time, but the the I I I will say that I don't think I think it's better in trade than paying four dollars a month for it because I remember when it came out, a lot of people were like, "I'm paying four bucks for this," and there's only eighteen pages or so and so. 
I don't think it makes for a great monthly book. I think this is another one that makes up for trades. And like I said, for the person that doesn't read superhero comics, probably doesn't know anything about monthly comics, and they just want to read a good story. But I perfect example. Oops, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Perfect example of that thought is the episode where Miles's father has to tell his young son about his history, about his time in prison, about how he changed his life because of his son in the trade. That's such a turning point for miles and pushes the story in such a new direction. But if you bought that in a single issue and you bought a Spider-Man comic and like six pages was a father son speech. Mm hmm. I mean, you'd probably go bananas. Yeah. Go kooky. The, I, I think I like this a whole lot better than uh, the original Ultimate Spider-Man, which I didn't even read until we did a book club for, was it this podcast or the comics podcast? I, was I this think one. it was this I'm one. Deeply. Um, with Mark Bagley art. But I, I love the art in this one outside of, I think, maybe like the last splash page of miles in the suit leaving i just thought it was like really funky looking but outside of that i thought that the art is tremendous and i love to have the parallel of of verse pete's uncle ben versus miles uncle who is a criminal and as the prowler and he you know he's viewed as a totally different role model in miles's life whereas he kind of almost doesn't want to grow up to be that uncle where it's the total opposite where uncle ben is like he gives him these speeches and he's um he's someone to look up to but the prowler is like the opposite like he's the one that goes the other way for uncle ben like he made every other choice that uncle ben, uncle ben did <clears throat> and uh i i mean i thought it was every issue was tremendous the the, the fact that he's like really upset that he's now now he has like superpowers and he could be spider-man he doesn't want to be spider-man but the the time that he does actually try to be spider-man is like an, an instant and where he decides to help someone in need the the building is burning down yeah and he just like doesn't even think he just jumps up into the building to save whoever needs saving and then his his buddy like sees him I can't remember what 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 position he was doing, but his roommate, best friend, sees him helping people. I, I can't remember if he was like tearing up when he was watching it. Do you remember that scene? It was a gang gangy ganky. Do you remember that kid's name? Ganky. Ganky. <laughs> uh, but there's one scene where he he like sees Miles actually being a hero, and he's like taken aback by it. And you don't even he doesn't say anything. You just see it in his face, and that's when he realizes that Miles can do it and i thought it was just spectacular i but i like how uh, there's something about the uncle that miles feels comfortable with and he goes to visit his uncle and there's there's a level of comfort there that maybe he you know maybe his uncle let, lets him get away with eating popsicles mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is but that there's still this trust or this bond that the two have because you know his uncle doesn't isn't a completely bad man and he and he loves miles obviously and he wouldn't let any harm come to miles i don't think intentionally and you know he's probably he doesn't obviously think a whole lot about his life and you know he's probably constantly putting miles in danger but 
I, I like how that relationship was there, and I'm intrigued to see what happens because, you know, his uncle was gone last time he went to go check check on him. Yeah. And I, his, him, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I, I haven't read past this trade. I, I actually I think I read the first four single issues when it first came out, and then it kind of lost me. Really? But um, I, I think that's going to turn into a relationship where the uncle tries to manipulate him in some way because yeah. even even when he was having the conversation with the father about what the kids should or shouldn't be able to do, it was definitely didn't have Miles' best interest at heart. So, and the think- father father says he's still break he's still breaking the law. He might still go back to jail. I don't know. I don't even think the Avengers have his best interest at heart because there's they they nah. take him in uh, eventually, and they talk about him dressed up as Spider Man, and there's this long running gag about it being in poor taste. But the Avengers essentially just shoo him out, give him a costume, and you know go be Spider Man. He's like, how old is Miles Morales? He's like fifteen, fourteen tops and they he's got to be just like i mean what's that school eighth grade it's got to be eighth or ninth grade he's got to be 14 and they're they're totally okay with just sending him on his way on his merry way to become a superhero like what what planet is that zero training yeah like they're not even going to be like hey hang out with uh you know hawkeye for like a month yeah that's that was my biggest and the story was so entertaining that you forget that. And and obviously, I haven't read past the issues issues either. But he's got zero training. They're already giving him a costume. And even as the reader, you do f- kind of forget that he's only fourteen. It's like I don't know if it's because of the art or the fact that they just don't treat him like a fourteen year old. But they you you can easily forget, and you're probably it's probably such a harsh reminder when you do remember that he's 14 or, or put in a situation where he is only 14 and then you kind of like bounce back to reality and, and think about that. I remember in Ultimate Team-Up where Ultimate Daredevil meets up with Spider-Man and uh, figures figures out pretty quickly he's like a teenager and he's like, do me a favor, hang up the costume. If you really care about fight crime, come back in 10 years when you're a little bit older and, like, you got the feeling, like, hey, you know, Matt Murdock has the right idea for this kid. And Nick Fury, who's supposed to be, like, the authority, was like, 14? Yeah, that's good age. I feel like that's a good age to go yeah. out and risk your life, <laughs> uh, you know, almost on a daily basis. I had forgotten how great the Peter Parker death scene was in Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, man. Where uh, Peter dies saving his family, essentially, from the goblin and he literally as he's dying he says it's okay i did it I, I i saved you i protected you and then he dies i mean that's like one of the best death scenes in comics i i mean damn bendis for bringing me back to that place again but like i just i haven't read those issues since it happened i only read them once but Man, and the the funeral scene, like, it immediately took me back to the place where I was when I read the funeral scene and the death scene. I was just like, man, it was so impactful and so powerful that it didn't it didn't take away because of the fact that it was 
rehashed in this title. It was just like, holy crap, that's some powerful, powerful scenes right there. He made the reader value the first Ultimate Peter Parker so much because his first three volumes were just this kid trying to adjust to this weird life he was stepping into. And even like a hundred issues later, he had such a well defined voice as a character that when he finally died, you were, you were like hurt. It was like some, like an acquaintance or like someone you knew personally Mm -hmm. died. It was, it was pretty terrible. I, I, I I did find the scene with Gangi and he does tear up a little bit. When he hops into the building, just want to make that clear. Do we have confirmation that he swung away at the end of the? Uh, uh, I the last did. Issue? Let's see. Let me go to the last page okay. here. He might not have swung. He looks like he's just leaping. So I, okay. I stand corrected there. And and let me speak to that because I've been trying to bring up pages the whole time I'm sitting here, but I had the pleasure of. I I've read these issues in that GD Marvel Unlimited. Oh, really? And it's like, let me just review that <laughs> side note. If it wasn't for the price, I mean, this the app is garbage. I can't bring up any pages to Ultimate Spider-Man right now. There's the, the stupid little twirling little icon up next to my iPad is streaming it's downloading pages right now streaming i don't know but it's infuriating me garbage app experience app experience <laughs> i mean you just the slight flick it, it, there's a lag between pages if you hit the you, you might be able to hit the the right arrow and it doesn't turn right away so you hit it again and then two pages fly there's by there's a big library in that app Dale. big I mean, library oh, Available. Holy smokes! It's an early, it's an early version of that app. You know, they're they're building stuff from the ground up, Dale. I I hope they are, but wow, it's something to do with the servers, Dale, and the service tickets. On the it probably servers. wouldn't matter so much to people who weren't live doing a podcast, trying to re- refer back to the material <laughs> that they, they just read. They didn't build Marvel Unlimited for Dale underscore A to reference a trade paperback during the show. I'm, I'm about to give this app a eulogy. <laughs> uh, anyway, any other uh, closing, any big moments in, in the first trade? I mean, it flew by. It literally is a quick read. Yeah. I, I could see that being the gripe point. I mean, I loved the trade, and I, th- I think I might. I have all the pa- trade paperbacks of the first Ultimate Spider-Man, so I might try to continue the tradition of getting just all the trades of these and flying through them. But um, it was a great intro to Miles Morales. Yeah, this is now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. Jonesy <laughs> like made that face like he accidentally stepped on someone <laughs> and didn't want them to know. He just pulls back and looks like he is in yeah. trouble. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jonesy. I won't interrupt you. I, I, just want to say this is the second book <laughs> that uh, I really want to get Mark's opinion on, and I'm not going to be able to. Well, so. Mark Gruponington couldn't be with us tonight. Um, he did warn us when we had some scheduling issues this week. 
We're sorry, Mark. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read Dale them. Dale Jonesy. To you. To you. Letters at papercag.com. Live letter reading like you've never experienced before. Ever. On a podcast. Shall I start us off there? Dearest Dale underscore Go ahead, Jonesy. Kilt it with Paper Keg 92. Amazing book club selection with Ruckus Punisher. I love this run so much. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Uh, one other note. My suggestion for ch- for the chance to win them greenbacks is Sky Doll issues one to three. And it's, books, babe. and it's from Marvel. And it has some crazy religion stuff happening. But I found it to be cool. And the art was... Uh, and the art was what I first was drawn to. Oh, God, I can't read. I found this book at a bookstore for 50 cents. Talk about a come up. Uh, no author on that one. But uh, you are entered into the contest, <laughs> sir. I believe uh, that's from Nikki, Nikki Bonds. Bonds. We were told. Oh, was that a Nikki Bonds? We were told yeah. to say that. Before oh the show. yeah, we were. We were told off show with Nikki Bonds. I apologize. That how awesome is that? That if he read the Punish the Ruck of Punisher run, be, based on our book club, how amazing is that? It's a great book. That is pretty good. It is a great book. People, we dedicated an entire show to Greg Ruck as Punisher. Fact. What, what book Read did he it. suggest for the 100th episode? Uh, that was a book called Sky Doll 1 to 3, a crazy Marvel religious book. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Dale, check that that's Check that unlimited app. See if that's available. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> we'll wait. Well, uh, we'll pause the show. It's either probably listed under Sky Doll, Sky Doll in all capital letters, Sky Doll with a S, capital S and a capital D, there's going to be several different entries, so you forgive me if I have to wade through them all. Next letter up. Hey, Paper Keg. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Nice. We got a new one. Fresh fish here. I love the show, and I wanted to chime in on the Ultimate Spider-Man comic comments on episode 95. I also want to be on record as completely agreeing with Mark. Strike the record. What? Delete the email. I am very disappointed in the direction that Ultimate Spider-Man has taken. Mark is right. One thing has happened so far, and I feel like I'm getting art for four bucks every time I read the comic. I mean, we get it. Mary Jane and Gwen knew the previous Spider-Man. We get it. Move on. Also, Miles still can't get his webbing together. Uh, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, is that- Don't get me wrong. This is not Bendis hating at all. I love the character, supporting cast, and costume, but can we get to the story already? I feel like more happened in the Spider-Man comic run. They did that in like five issues. I don't know if I read that right. I am not sure if Miles were older. Bendis would be moving faster. I knew that there would be a learning curve for Miles, but can we get to the Captain America Avengers Shield training soon? I mean, give me something. Villains, can I get something? As you guys said, the all-new X-Men and Uncanny X-Men stories have been great. Is Miles getting shafted so the X-Men can get all the Bendis love? Not sure, but it is a fair question. Sorry for the rant, but I am glad to see that I'm not the only one frustrated with the pace of Ultimate Spider-Man. My suggestion for the book club is the Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 2, so I can get more feedback about you, about the comic from you guys, because ain't nothing happening, brah. 
hopefully we can see something new for the comic in the spring summer months and the bloom can be back on the rose <laughs> keep up the great podcast guys a goonie on the a twitter goonie. ah good old javon uh hey guys after the discussion on the last episode about getting your kids into comics i thought i'd mention the recent events with my four-year-old daughter when she was three, I got her the first two trades of Tiny Titans, which she liked and picked out her favorite stories and had me read them to her over and over, so she knows who Robin, Starfire, and the like are. Recently, I started getting her into the My Little Pony comics for obvious reasons. This led to her getting out her Tiny Titans books again and start looking through them again. In short, I highly recommend Tiny Titans for getting your kids into comics. Thanks, guys. Very exciting. Tiny Titans. Is that uh, available digitally there, Slim? I believe that is. That's by the uh, same team as the Superman Adventures. Or Superman Family Adventures. That's right. Art and Franco. Great stuff. Thank you for that letter. Uh, And for all the fathers out there that uh, or mothers that want to get their kids at comics, Tiny Titans. Check it out. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, That's good to know for... For our kids, our growing kids. My son still will not read from an iPad. It's just not happening. You'll Kid get knows. there. You'll get there. He's just spiting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he He's rebelling like at a very early age. like daddy. <laughs> hey, guys. I just thought I would suggest something for the 100th episode. A collection of first appearances of staple comic book characters. Oh, yeah. You could do the first appearance of Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Avengers, X-Men, etc. You could review them all, have each host review a few, or have each host read specific issues with certain books overlapping with different hosts. It's amazing to see how far the show has come over 100 episodes, so it could be interesting, interesting to see how far these characters have come from their beginnings. At Catcher. I love, he's so zen. I love that idea. He's Catch so us. zen anymore. That's an amazing idea. Love it. I imagine him in the yoga lotus position, just making art, possibly with his beard as a palette at all times. <laughs> uh, we need. That's a we great. We need to do another uh, theme episode. I mean, we hit it. That we is, hit it out of the park idea. with the adults only episode, one of the most popular podcast episodes in in history. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the feedback was off the charts. We might just need to do another episode of Adults Only Books, really. <laughs> Side note, Get Apple, even after the even after the episode, Apple will still not let Comixology sell it in their <laughs> iTunes app. I don't even think that ep- ep- <laughs> the episode will not be allowed in iTunes. I don't think. <laughs> That's it's right. It's not worth it. You guys haven't chosen what you'll be reading for 100, right? Can I put on a new vote for the life and times of Bram and Ben? The fourth and final book is coming out this Wednesday. I would love to hear you guys review it. It's been a good time so far. Roy C. Roy, I did that as a roundtable book for the first issue when we did uh, the No Capes episode. And I agree. It is it is quite good. It's the uh, story about what if the rapture actually happened and they sent the wrong guy back to Earth. And uh, I recommend that for a book club. Talking to that mic, babe. I'm, in the, I'm right there in you here, go. babe. Now you are. Uh, who I recommend that book club. But who was who emailed that? Roy C. Roy so that could be a, C. That new. Have we ever had Roy email him before? I do not think so. Are you Roy C. Doesn't Jonesy? Sound familiar. Did you get? Did you compliment yourself at all on that letter? 
I did not. Hmm. So you got to know, maybe I'm like super trolling you. Maybe you're just laying the groundwork for Roy C to email next week and just say that Jonesy is the greatest (laughs) host in the history of the show. Least popular. Show me the numbers. It could say possibly. (laughs) Then you accidentally read your own name at the end of the signature. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Life and times of Brandon Ben, more like the life and times of Roy C. You're entered into the contest, babe. Hundred bucks, cash. Comic Make book cash. that paper. <laughs> um, next and final letter is from a super friend of the show, Panooch. Panooch, <clears throat> what's good, PK? Brought to my attention by Don Garvey recently at the comic book shop. It appears that Marvel is now changing more for some newer collections than the books would have cost in issues. What are your thoughts on this in general and also your speculation for what the reason might be? I know readers can always turn to Amazon to balance this out, but I wonder what the justification for this might be. If publishers started charging more in for collected books, what would that drive you back to reading that series in issues or would you leave the series altogether? I, Matter of weeks now, fellas. See y'all at Free Comic Book mm, Day, Panooch. Is more back fat included in these collected editions? Is that why I, the prices are higher? I saw the the comic book shop in Delaware. I think Panooch brought this up a few months ago to them, maybe on a similar note. But the comic book shop just thought it was lame, and they're not adding back fat. They just know people will buy it. Uh, just maybe wow. not knowing. So they're gouging their readers. Maybe just people that don't read comics maybe don't know the average price of the single issue, and they just think that's the regular price. I don't know. So you're you're talking like maybe they collect six comics at two bucks at a dollar ninety nine, but then the trade is like nineteen ninety nine yeah. or something like that. Yeah, maybe that's bogus. <laughs> well, I know. Like, I mean, all new X Men, for example, like their their top tier Marvel Now books are all getting hardcovers. And like all new X Men, it's got to be thirty dollar hardcover. Wow, and that's how many? That. How many and issues? That's issues yeah. one through six. Hmm. That's a lot of money. Do they call you personally about the uh, their hardcover specs, Dale? I want to think they do at this point. That is a. Do you get a personal phone know, call? I don't know that's anymore. A, that, I feel like that's a lot of money, but it does come with a digital code. I don't know if that's. They, I don't think they use that as an incentive or not. But that just feels like a lot mm. of money. For six issues in a hardcover, I don't. I, I, plus, I feel like the idea of six six issues in a hardcover is maybe a little silly. If for a monthly book, maybe if it was like a finite series, and it lasted six or seven issues. I apologize. I just looked up and it's twenty five bucks. Ah, well, so, way to make me look like a like a dummy uh, here. But gosh. still, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I. You're the hardcover maestro here. We need to hear it from the horse's mouth. The horse's mouth doesn't pay full price for his, most of his hardcover books. That's the horse's mouth. Cheap um, horse. That's... I, I don't know. It's it's pretty absurd, and it kind of stinks. Like, It's so weird, because the more I've been paying attention to Marvel's releases, it's what they're releasing in trade paperback first, like Hawkeye... Mm. And the FF and and maybe Fantastic Four, maybe not, but like the 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 B tier, the B the B list Marvel Now titles are all getting hard co- or salt trade paperback releases instead of hardcovers like Captain Marvel, Gambit, and I I thought they were more of a a steal, a value than than what um like the guys at the comic book shop have been 
noticing with their hardcover releases. So I don't know. It's kind of a shame. Is what it mm. is. Sad days ahead for those hardcover feels lovers. It feels it feels weird running over without the letter sounder in the background. Hardcover lover podcast name. Print it. There you go. It's just absolutely million dollar podcast ideas right now. Million dollar internet money. They're shooting them out from the hip. <laughs> what a show. Uh pretty good show. Pretty great show. I not gonna lie, the energy of this show was like the ultimate electro smackdown. And it tasered us into a level of wind column. That has a stinger and active camo. It's wow. so secret. Keep going Almost keep as going. good as that outro. Breaking news. Just added to HBO Go. Electra. The movie. Oh my god. I, I gotta go watch right now. <laughs> Does it have the uh, Ben Affleck deleted scene? Please tell me. Uh, yes. Tune in and find out. To Electra on HBO Go. Uh you, what are you subscribe to the RSS feed of HBO <laughs> Go? How do you know? I know people. They text me these things. We'll see everybody Beautiful next man. week. Tell Mandy to go to bed. It's late. Goodbye. This is Okanosis by My Morning Jacket. It is Okanosis. <laughs> Poor guy. Nobody even laughed at that. I saw it and I just skulked around the house. I thought Jonesy was just <laughs> throwing his knowledge around. And poor Catcher thought you, you, you knew what you were talking about. Uh, it, you should know by now that I have zero idea at any time what the H is going on. Mm. But... But you can picture Jonesy like if they were having a conversation in person, you could picture Jonesy's serious face as he was telling him <laughs> as Definitely he would have been saying the information. <laughs> I mean yeah. if Jonesy I, I if Jonesy Blue's <laughs> uh Okanosis. If uh, Jonesy does indeed show up at Free Comic Day, people need to get their BSO meter out and just have those <laughs> have that thing right up against the side of his face when he's talking to you. You don't know what is real know. What's fantasy coming out of his mouth? <laughs> he doesn't. He won't even know what's coming out of his mouth. But it's you'll trippy. believe it. It's trippy. You will believe you, it. You oh, absolutely. You will. You fall into that Jonesy social quicksand, and you ain't coming out. <laughs> what was your re- rebuttal question that you threw out? Did you read Agree. rebuttal question? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you read Batman and Robin nineteen? Yeah. Bruce has an outburst where he says, Superman was dead, I've been dead, do I look dead to you? Are we to understand that the death of Superman occurred in the New 52? Judging by that issue, I guess so. That was the most confusing GD statement. Well, actually, uh, maybe, maybe that, or, I mean, because I think Clark Kent died twice in Action Comics. It, it, yeah, but it, he doesn't reference that Clark Kent died. He said, Superman was dead. I was dead. 
Do I look dead to you? I don't know. So, I mean, there's is there any wiggle room there to think he meant a secret identity? I, I don't even I mean, I, I thought know. the issue was spotty at best with a guest star of Frankenstein and I thought, all that. But that line infuriated me. I thought the A story of Superman trying to revive his dead son was kind of cool. But the B story of the Carrie Kelly felt like it was added maybe like very recently. Like it didn't fit at all in the main story of Batman going I insane. <laughs> I would have rather them spent more time with Tim Drake kind of maybe even having a conversation with Bruce because after death of the family, you're to understand that you know their relationship is strained. But even yet, Tim Drake comes to like kind of shake Bruce out of it and kind of tell him he's not doing the right thing. But instead of getting any kind of meaningful exposition, we cut back to Carrie Kelly and her cool little party with her Robin costume. Mm. Like no, nobody gives an S about Carrie Kelly. It's still so bizarre. Even though we were, we, I guess you just had to not think about it since it's comics. But Tim Drake was never Robin. He's only ever been Red Robin. And, is this bizarre? It's bizarre. I mean, just just that all that stuff has happened in Batman with his Robins in the span of five years. It's just very weird. Like if you plot it in a timeline, it's just very strange. But even like, oh, see, I read Batman nineteen. The the it was a very odd issue. Most of it took took place in broad daylight, which is weird for a Capullo Batman issue. And then Gordon threw out that year, uh, zero year reference on like page one, and I was like, "Whoa, let's cool our jets here, promotional team." <laughs> I mean, even still, why would I mean? What kind of reference is that for Gordon to make to to Bruce Wayne? We've been friends since zero year, Mister Wayne. No, like he didn't really say that. <laughs> he, he did. did. I do not believe. I swear that. to God, I'm gonna pull out the issue right now. It took. I I did like a triple take when I read it. So the issue opens with, this is the What the F cover. So Batman's greatest enemy, Jim Gordon. So (laughs) it opens with Bruce Wayne pulling a bank heist. And he seemingly knows everything about Bruce Wayne. So let me, so Bullock is like there, Gordon's there. And all right, he's like, I see him, Jim Gordon. I have friends with me too. Let me get to the line here. All right, so page page two. I mean it, Mr. Wayne. You and I, we've been acquaintances. Hell, we've been friends since before even the zero year. What? What? I mean, like, literally zero year happens, what, next month? And this is the very (laughs) first instance of hearing about zero year? How do you not hear a freakishly odd phrase like zero year? Never before. <laughs> Let alone Gordon just turning out willy-nilly in front of people. I wonder if Snyder had different dialogue and Dan Didio intercepted the script from an internal hallway and like crossed out dialogue and wrote that in. That I mean, just as, seems as they so were walking, disjointed. As they were walking the script to the printer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, hey, he was, kid. He was walking the other way. Hey, hey what hang is on this? What do you got in your hands? Real quick. Yeah, I don't know. Snyder's book, huh? He won't mind. He won't care. But it's, in fact, can we work it? Don't even tell. Can him. we work in the words "transgender" anywhere in this issue? <laughs> because that's really big. For it's DC very. Right now. It's a very odd. Like the whole the whole WTF thing fascinates me, and how soon this stuff was added. Because 
Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne leaves the, the crime scene and shoots Gordon. And then he gets on a motorcycle and his in the scruff, his shirt comes undone. Because I guess Gordon shot at him and it unbuttoned some buttons. And he's wearing the Batman costume under his shirt. And Gordon sees it. And then he, like, sees that and Wayne rides off. And then Gordon passes out. And then it changes to, like, three weeks previous. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to know what happens with that. And, like, does Gordon then know? Because what you're led to believe is that this Bruce Wayne is Clayface. And Clayface has mutated into, once he touches someone, he has, like, their memories and their DNA totally. So, I don't know. Very interested to see what happens with Zero Year. <clears throat> I, uh, what are they going to do when now, they run out of gimmicks? We've been friends since even before zero. Yeah, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> As I say in front of all these TV cameras. <laughs> Sounds like a newspaper salesman in 1930. You sound like the old shop owner that sold Gizmo <laughs> to uh, the kid from... <laughs> that was Jim Gordon. Gremlins, that right little now. known fact, that was actually Jim, yeah. the basis for Jim Gordon. Uh, New 52. What else? What else was did we talk about? <clears throat> nothing. That's it. No, nothing. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Worst fireside ever. Gonna shut it off. Yeah, really. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Wayne. Zero year fireside. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the gimmick was so bad it killed our. I'm podcast. sorry, everybody. No, it wasn't that. Let's let's talk about. Um... Oh, I don't know. Goodness. I want to talk about free comic book day. Huh. They got this sweet G1 Transformers Grimlock really? that I have been eyeing up for quite some time. And I might scoop it up that day. Was it like the actual Transformer yeah. from the 80s? It's like just a loose, like, you know, get in some it. kid's toy that they uh, they traded uh, they traded in. But, you know, it's G1. They'll, we'll go next to my... They'll, prob- they'll probably sell it that morning like they did with the Usagi uh, <laughs> Yojimbo. Yeah. Statue last year. Let's not talk about that. As you tweet, try to tweet the transaction. Do you still have? I set that aside. I will buy it. I want to buy it. (laughs) Genji's Twitter shaming. He he was a master at it for specifically the (laughs) Twitter shaming. Twitter transaction. Aggressive Twitter shaming. (laughs) I will. I will direct message. Why am I joining in right now, you guys? Yeah. Uh, comic book shop. It's gonna be a fun. It's coming fast. Free comic. Book Are we gonna day. have I that mean, like um, drawing thing? That like roller that that B Corto had last year? Or or what are we doing? We're not doing that again, are we? Oh man. Oh well, we are doing the uh, paper keg spinner rack raffle again. Oh okay. <clears throat> so we might if they still have that golden uh, t- raffle ticket twirler mm-hmm. roller, then we will have it on our table. Because everybody's interested in what the heck that thing is. Yeah. They come over, they see a raffle ticket roller, they know there's raffles, and then that's when I get my hooks in them. You know? Start asking them if they know about podcasts and things. <laughs> oh, man. Flashbacks back to uh, Ramada Keg. Ramadacon. Very. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have the internet at home? No, I don't know what that is, sir. I don't have the internet. Echo Rift will be there. Free comic book day. Are we doing yeah. a show late at night? I don't even remember. We haven't talked I'm about it. I'm packing weeks. the equipment up. Um, they we are doing a show, but live from an undisclosed location 
not the comic oh, book okay. shop All right. proper. Oh, really? Yeah. Undisclosed. Very, very mysterious. But the Tai Tai will be making an appearance as well as beer. Libations. So... Jonesy is going to get so hammered and pass out and make a fool no. out of himself. It's going to be amazing. I hope your wife's listening no. right now. <laughs> no. No. Has Stop. Jonesy already asked how close the nearest gentleman's club is to the mystery <laughs> location? In fact, is the mystery location a gentleman's club? Pepper kick dark right now. Everybody go yeah. to dark. He- our texts are not to be read. Gen Z, is, Gen Z is literally <laughs> drooling at the idea of folding up some more $20 bills right now in, his, in a secret compartment in his wallet that his wife can't see. Mm-hmm. And my slush fund that I keep <laughs> hidden somewhere in the house. Gen Z, Gen Z like thought out the inside of that Usagi Yojimbo statue and it's got, it's got <laughs> cash in his big pants. <laughs> his big Usagi pants. <laughs> Don't worry, babe. I'm just, I'm just cleaning new Soggy's pants right now before I go out <laughs> for the evening. <laughs> this is where Jonesy corrects us and tells us what samurai pants are called. <laughs> oh, no. I have no idea what samurai pants are called. <laughs> You're going to find out now. Is that a kimo- like it's kimono, right? Is the whole thing called a kimono? Oh, my heavens. I apologize to that entire kimono-wearing people. Yeah. It's just insulting. Yeah, I, right. I, that, and you could trace that back to me. I insulted them by not knowing the name of their pants. <laughs> as my numbers continue to dwindle, <laughs> as your, as your approval you. rating continues to dwell around point zero percent. Yeah, can I get lower than zero? We'll find out. Next if week. I knew how to do any kind of internet HTML coding, I would have a Jonesy loves beer approval rating live ticker on our website. <laughs> And it would it live would analytics. It would update all the time, varying degrees of plus minus errors. Oh my god! Imagine you if could we keep... could just get on uh, like live comments on the YouTube channel. Jeez, oh, where people could just you fire could use away. like the uh, the n- same number of decimal places that Google uses when you go to log into your Gmail, and it's counting up. <laughs> we could d- have it counting down for Jonesy, like four decimal places, so it never ends. <laughs> <laughs>